Hey everyone, and welcome to another Gadget Talk. I'm Derek, and of course, next to me is Chad. Chad, it's been, I know for me, it's been crazy. Uh, how's it been on your side? Busy, as usual, probably not as busy as you, but uh, busy. A little too busy to uh, build a lot of caches, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of flipping through here We get on, on the chat, and we're going to be bringing Doug on here in a little bit, or Rumba Cats here in just a little bit. I just wanted to let's see here. We got Seabet Tribe, or as I call her, Seabiscuit Tribe. Seabiscuit. I uh, got Tom coming in. Uh, Paul is here with us as well. Bell on the Move is coming in. Glad to see you here. Hugh's on with us. MacGyver and Flo. Uh, Quincy Cupid is on with us. Uh, let's see here. It's uh, Diana is on with us as well. Chronically Tired Mom. Is here and Buzz eighty two so far that's that's it's checked in on here on the in the chat right now. Uh, oh, of course we got the Pizza Ninja coming in from New York. Just glad to see everybody in here and happy Hodag, Hodag, dog, dag. Yeah, it's just gonna be one of those nights. So, but yeah, so just happy to see everybody enjoying here with us tonight. Uh, and we're gonna be talking about some funny, fun gadget caches, and we're gonna there's. It's going to be some interaction that we're going to need with you guys here in a little bit. Judy Vaughn's here as well with us from Arkansas. Uh, glad to have you on here with us. So yeah, we're going to have some, there's going to be some interaction here. We're going to get to here in a little bit with Doug. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about some fun caches, some funny caches, and then maybe trying to get some inspiration, uh, helping Doug out with some ideas as well with some of the caches that he's working on. See so which way we can go with this because that's what we like doing. We like coming together and sharing ideas and seeing what we have come up with and maybe kind of beta testing it with, with you guys. So, um, but before we get much further, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsors. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, let's do it. All right. And then we'll get to coming back and have yeah. a lot of fun. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. That's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. All right, and now we've got Roma Cats on with us. Doug is with us. Yeah, welcome, Doug. How are you Doug. Been doing, Doug? Last time we saw each other was up here in Memphis at uh, Cash Fest. Yeah, so it's been a while. What's yeah. been going on? And uh, I see that you got some caches in front of you, but we'll get to those here shortly. So tell us what's been going on a little bit. Oh, just back in Texas. Uh, I'm near Fort Worth, and i uh, just working a lot. Um, so I, typically I do manufacturing in uh, aerospace, 
and uh, learning how to program now. And so I'm becoming a programmer. So oh, wow. it's it's a little bit different. Uh, it takes a lot of work, and uh, but I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I moved into a new house. This is my house right here behind me. Uh, beautiful place, and it's a great place to be. And I absolutely, absolutely love Texas. It's wonderful. That's awesome because I know you came in from California, over on Bell on the Moves area on here with us. So uh, just welcome. And I am looking forward. You kind of talked about some of these caches here before before we came on air. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some different reactions of some of the on here. Um, the Picasso Chronic Guitar says Romacats, the Picasso of geocaching. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, That's good. All right. Try caches is on with us as well. I just saw Hailman. I said, Paul, Paul, yeah. Um, I have a design to share if anyone wants if anyone wants one. Hey, why don't you send us an email? You can send it to us at gadgettalkpodcast at gmail.com or you can tag us on Instagram as well at gadgettalkpodcast and let us know what it is. If you want to come on and share that idea with us, we'll bring you on, but we want to see what you got. So love that because that's what we're here for. All right, let's see here. All right, Doug, let's go ahead and I guess let's jump in with what, whatever one you want to go first on. So um, I really, I love making gadget caches and I'm always looking for new ideas. And uh, I get some of my inspiration from going to thrift stores or going uh, to different uh, junk, drawer, uh, junk stores and that kind of thing. Right. I'm always looking for something. And another thing is I look on Pinterest. Um, I look at memes, for example, those are always fun. And so I try, I'm always looking for something that um would be interesting and so this is something i'm going to do this one first uh it's, yep. it's really simple it, i call it the silly cache um that you'll actually find this out in the wilderness under a fake rock and when it comes up this is it and so it looks kind of unusual it's just a pot upside down but the the trick to this is let me pick it up okay there's all right there's another, pot. another one okay there's another pot another one okay so it's like the nesting dolls yeah right yeah. it's like nesting dolls and just keeps going and going and going <laughs> and so finally you get to the bison tube uh and that's the actual cache so it's just a lot of fun there's something that most people don't expect uh right. very simple to do just it took me a while to collect everything from thrift stores and stuff but uh i just thought that would be a fun one to share because it's fairly straightforward and easy Right. And that's just something. And that's what I like. Sometimes it bring, breaks the unusualness of let's just go find a bison tube in the woods or wherever you want to find the bison tube. It's, that's just that little bit of uniqueness to getting to the actual logbook itself. And that's just really cool. It's simple. Anybody can do that. You right. just got to go find the nesting pots to be able to do that or nesting bowls or whatever you need to do to find that. I just really like that. That's really cool. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's fun. That's a great creative cache. I mean, that that is a prime example of being able to make a good cache. I'll probably get lots of favorite points without spending a lot of time actually building and putting stuff together. Yeah, right. So I, I love to make caches that are intuitive. I mean, that's about as intuitive as it gets because what else are you going to do but just pick up the next pot and move it and keep right. moving it kind of thing so that's that's one of the the kind of the rules the Roomba cat rules is make it intuitive so they don't have to read they just obviously know what to do next kind of thing right and so that's one of the reasons i like that cache 
So right. another one I like is, so I saw this, so this is a box that has a bunch of, this is called Silly Animal Names. It has a bunch of uh, cards in here. You can see that's a bear. Um, right. They're just silhouettes. So I saw this on Pinterest and I, and, uh, I thought, I think I can make a cash out of that. And so, uh, like, for example, if I were going to ask you, what kind of animal would you consider a leather tank? A leather, leather tank. tank? It'd leather either have cold water or. Okay, so I want to see some guesses in the chat as well. So a leather tank. What would what animal would be a leather tank? So let's 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 start with the one easier. How about trash panda? Everyone knows that one. Yeah, it's a raccoon. It's a raccoon, right? Right. So, so the idea is, so you're going to get a list of these silly animal names, and you have to put them in order. And there's a little letter up here, and it'll actually spell a little sentence. And so that's the clue on how what to do next. Okay, so, so we get, I'm getting so we're getting the, some answers over here. I, I was thinking um, rhinoceros, but Diana has a rhino. Oh yeah, Buzz has a rhino. Uh, Tom said an armadillo or rhino. Owen oh, says turtle. The chronically tired mom says uh, elephant. We have another armadillo here coming in from Jim. And Bell and Move says elephant. Yep. The answer is rhino. It's a rhino. Yeah, right. So how about another one here? Okay. How about murder log? Murder log. Murder log. Um. It's a an beaver, right? Alligator. Yep, alligator. Right. Oh, alligator. <laughs> I'm not good more. at these games. One more. That's a nope rope, Tom. A snake is a nope rope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. How about a river cow? A uh, river I, I, cow. I think I know what this one is, but I'm gonna let see what we get in the chat. So see if I'm if I'm right. Um, I'll put it in our private chat real quick, <laughs> just that so I know. You guys can tell me if this is right. Yeah, or not. I think so, it's... Okay, I'm putting it in. I put it in our private chat, so I have it locked in our private chat. So, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that what you're thinking too? Okay. Yeah. All right. So let me see here what we got over here. Yep, and that's what. Um, it's a hippo. Tom Tom said hippo. Jim says hippo. Cronky Tire Mom said hippo. Buzz, oops, sorry. Tricash said hippo. Or or a manatee. That that's. That's another one. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of, I forgot about the manatee. Manatee, manatee, manatee. It's Barbara, Barbara hippo. manatee. So so in this case, it is the hippo. A hippo. Okay. okay. And so the name of this cache, that's like what I named it after. And this is called Pantless Thunder Goose. Pantless Thunder Goose. Thunder Goose. All right. I gotta see what we get in the chat on this one. So it's a pantless. Thunder goose cash. Right. A female manatee is a cow. Okay, so this Owen says a female manatee is a cow, but not necessarily confined to a river. Right. Okay. Uh, some some uh, Donald Duck. <laughs> Two people said Donald Duck. Antlers <laughs> thunder goose. <laughs> it's, it's Donald. It's a Donald Duck cash. <laughs> Oh, wait. All right. Uh, yeah, Donald Duck. If people were saying Donald Duck, that's funny. Uh, that, that, uh, this here, Diana, that, that, 
That's what I was thinking. Aha, uh-huh, Donald Duck. So yeah, people are thinking Donald Duck. We talked about this one before, so I actually know what it is, but I wouldn't have thought about this. Yeah, the answer is it's an, an ostrich. ostrich, a pantless thunder goose. I would. I don't think I would have guessed that. Uh, yeah. So if you if you've been able to guess these, you can do this cash. And so you can see there's quite a few of them. Uh, I probably have about 40 total. But uh, I think it would be a lot of fun for anybody to find these. Uh, if anybody wants to use this idea, feel free to do so. Yeah, that's, um, that's really cool. So I actually like us, that idea. Okay, so so tell us how, because I see the lock on there. How do you, oh, yeah. so we, we t- went through the different pictures, but how, how do you solve this, this one? So an upper upper right hand corner. So you're gonna get you're given a list of funny animal names uh, in the description, and so you got to put them in that order. And there's a little there's a letter up here in the upper right, and you have to put when you put them in order, it will actually ask you a riddle, and you can answer that riddle. And the answer is this: if you it's a four letter lock. So this is yeah. a let a four word lock a word lock. And so you can get into it that way by just taking this out, getting into the container. Okay. And what do you hide that one in? What, what do you actually put that in? Is that under this, a, a clock This one a, is a actually inside of a, uh, a log, inside a, a military bag. So okay. it's nice and waterproof. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to show you one. This is an interesting one. Okay. <laughs> cool conversation this about is, Thunder Goose. <laughs> Thunder Goose. All right. So this one is one that exists right now and in California. Uh, it's one that was part of a competition uh, for making a gadget cache, and it was during the pandemic. So okay, before you go much further, all right, Andrew, Bill on the move, and UDAC, no spoilers on this one, <laughs> okay? All right. <laughs> okay, so this one uh, is, so there was a competition to do a pandemic gadget cache. And after a year, they'd add up the favorite points and whoever got the most favorite points uh, and got to win kind of thing. And so this is one of them. So this is my competition. Now, this didn't go according to plan, but uh, as a whole, it eventually started to be a favorite. So it's called uh, Where's Waldo 2020? Okay, so here it is. So you come in, you got to find Waldo in 2020. and Waldo is on the beach. Waldo's on the beach. He's isolated. He's at least six feet from anybody, right? And you can see Waldo here. He's got a surgical mask on. Okay. Yep. I didn't I didn't see that earlier. And I see Waldo Waldo over there. He's a little hard to find, but you might be able to find him. And he's like right here. And you can open it up like that. So that's how that works. It just has a little child lock on it. Just a little simple. Funny, funny, little funny thing because, of course, everybody knows nobody was out anywhere during 2020. Right. In fact, in California, people were getting arrested for going to the beach with nobody there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're even more social distance than anywhere else. But anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's cool. So, and you could actually use that with a real world. Where's Waldo with other people? I could. And then you have I, to find the one with the magnet, you know, to place the magnet. Right. But that one's yeah. really fun. I really yeah, wish they had. I wish I had because I think most people like, oh, God, it's a room of cats rock, uh, you know, room of cats cash. And so this should be pretty fun and challenging. And, and uh, so they get to it and like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> All right. 
okay, I get it. All right. There's only one points, wall, though. Points for uh, commentary or whatever. But anyways. Yeah. So it was one of those. But after after kind of things, <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, easy and depressing. <laughs> so right. Anyways, yeah. so anyways, so that's that's one of the caches. They're not all winners. I I have a shelf of shame, and I should oh. show them. I should definitely show you uh, these some that sound like great ideas. They completely bombed. Okay. So this is my, this is the last one I'm going to show you. Oh, no, this is the second one. No, you one. got one more after got, that one. Got got one more after one this. So this one, this one's a birdhouse you would find on a tree. Uh, instantly, you probably have a really good idea of uh, what to do. Uh, you can see that there's a, there's a magnet here and a steel ball. So... You're going to let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna face it this way so I can see what I'm doing here. Yep, you're just gonna bring that, use the magnet, and get the steel ball up. So you're gonna get it to the Maze. top. What's the thickness that you're using on your flexi there? Uh, I think it's eighth inch. Yeah, eighth the inch? quarter inch was way too thick. And so one thing is, you'll see there's a little latch right here. So once that right. ball gets down, let me get the shadow there or the reflection. So once the ball gets down to a certain level, it'll unlatch and you can open it. And inside, see if we can hear it. So you're getting Rick rolled once you open it. You're getting Rick rolled once you get it open. And I see the flexi in there. So, so you, they open it up. They get Rick rolled on this. So where is the lock that they would sign? Right, so it's actually you can't. Oh, there it goes again. You can't get into it. I don't know if you can see uh, Rick Astley in there. Yeah. Uh, so we'll search around for it for a while, but the answer is the log's right in here. It's uh, just unscrew it. Oh, there's and there's the log. The log fell out. But just it's like all it in there. Just like it would in the wild. Yep. That, yep. That's... <laughs> just in the wild, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it just unscrews in the base, and that's it. That's that re reminds me of the one, uh, and he's in here with us tonight, Tricassius. And I, I know you mentioned this on one of the videos with Josh, is that you have the big man with the hammer, uh -huh. and you have the little man. Well, the the actual logs in the little in like the the hammer itself. So that was little very similar man, yeah. to that. He's, that's oh my God, where I got the idea. This. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, is that where you got the idea? idea? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. A little strong man. I thought that was a great idea. Tricash just spreads that idea, and then you take it a completely different direction. And then that's what I love about this community. We may see, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm just looking at Adi. That's what he said. Well, that's 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 kind of mean. <laughs> it's, but uh, just has it. You do all the work because I because I know the reason why I asked about the the marble the thickness of that because I was messing around with one and I could not get the marble to get that thickness of that the plexi right because it kept dropping it trying to do the maze. Um, it's a pretty strong just, Oh yeah, yeah you might strong need a stronger magnet. Marble. I have one that's been out for since 2018 that's like that, and I just have a really strong magnet. I've never had an issue with it. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea, so another thing that kind of inspired this was something, a, a cache called Monkey Trap. And it was, in, it, you open up the uh, the birdhouse and there's a big bottle of swag in there. I mean, lots of really good stuff in the, in the swag. You cannot get the bottle out. Nothing you do is just 
barely the the opening is just barely too small that you can't get it out and no matter what you do you can't get it out and the reason it's called a monkey trap is because that's the old the uh the the story that they say how to catch a monkey is they grab right. something inside a small hole and they can't get their hand out and so they'll sit there forever not you know getting trapped without you know and so right. that's what it is and so it was just something enticing to look at because when they see the maze instantly i okay it's a magnet there's a ball i know what to do you know and so they're going to do that and go down that path and find out that that isn't the right right place to go and so right. that's that's where that came from kind of thing it's well, just it's a, like, yet another catch yeah and it's kind of like the shipping 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 a bottle that i that i showed on my channel where you see the bison tube and the pipe up here but that's not actually what that's just the red herring and you end up having used one of the nails and you unhook it and you pull it out from underneath. But you see this, you see it in the hole right here that, well, I got to get that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was based off of one that I found in um, Arizona. And so that was, that's how that was done. So that was really cool. I like that. That's, that's I like the red herring in that one. That's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Another thing is that Bella on the move and I found a cache can't remember where it was exactly, but uh, the uh, key used to unlock the lock was actually the wrench that allowed you to unlock the lock. So it was really <laughs> interesting. So they used the key like I had never seen before. Uh, it was really genius. Um, so, okay, I'm going to show you my last one. Okay, this one is called the Travel Bug Confessional. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be, it's actually going to be put, uh, at a, at a church, uh, it looks similar to this. And so the reason it's called the travel bug confessional is because it's a travel bug hotel, but you can also confess your travel bug sins to, into this little recorder. So you can play, use the green button to hear who any previous confessions and or you can press the red button and record your own confession as to how you mistreated travel bugs uh, throughout your career as a geocacher. And not right. only that, there's obviously a little place for your travel bugs to exchange and stuff like that. But I thought this would be kind of fun, especially since I got permission to put this at a church for some people to confess their their terrible, terrible ways. Which, yeah. So. So I love this one. The travel bus confession. hilarious. So I want to see in the chat. <clears throat> some of you can get this off your chest now in the chat. We're this is public, <laughs> so everybody's going to see this, so it doesn't matter. But we're all we've all failed with travel bugs. I want to see some. Y'all can go ahead and put some of your confessions in in the chat right now of your travel bug sins. Yeah, I'll, I'll go good. first. I I have I have some that I got to get back out in the wild. <laughs> so. I have uh, I have several in the front seat of my uh, work vehicle that get put in some caches where I don't want travel bugs in. So I, I have every intention to drop them off at the next cache, and I never do. So I think I have one in. I've had one in there for almost a year. But yes, so they don't always move on. They're sitting in my car. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and put your confessions in, of your travel bug sins in your in the chat. It's fine. We're all here. We're all friends. We're not going to judge you because we've all done it ourselves. Uh, chronically tired mom says I have one sitting in my car for three weeks now. That's not too bad. It's only three weeks. Yeah. Um, terrible TV transgressions. 
I've kept a pair a pair of a bug. I kept a pair of bug for a year. Then my house was broken into, and the theft used my geo bug uh, bag, a swag uh, bag, and stole both trackables with it. Ooh, oh no, well, that's not your fault. Uh, <laughs> Paul says I have a travel bug that that's in a cache that could have been approved, couldn't be approved due to an inappropriate design, but I'm afraid to bring it to an, an event. <laughs> Uh, found one in the bottom of my pack after who knows how many weeks from Bill on the move. <laughs> uh, no confessions here. I think I'm fibbing again. <laughs> I made a pizza with travel bug bugs as the toppings. <laughs> the pizza. How did that taste? Plasticky or metal Two on my desk and finally none on the dash of my pickup. I'm trying caches. Um, I'll go ahead and plead the fifth on this one's from Adi Olson. Uh, haven't done this yet. If someone drops an oversized chibi at my event, it may go missing. So, yeah, everybody's. I think everybody's feeling be- much better now, as we've been able to confess these travel bug sins. Uh, I you know see I Sean? feel better. No, is, which one's Sean? Uh, uh, he's uh, probably the worst. I actually thing. held a geocoin for nine years. <sighs> Does it automatically become yours after nine years? I don't know. <laughs> but if that person's not caching anymore at that point, is it yours? Maybe that's that's maybe that's a discussion for deep dive. So let's let's bring yeah. that one up to them. Um, my sin, I uh, have two since Memphis, but I'm take taking them to FI Florida for Coin Fest. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. That's that's okay. You, you, it's it's only a couple um, weeks. Oh yes, yeah. So my yeah, issue is when I put mine in my passenger seat of my car. Uh, it gets protected by the pile of stuff on top of it that ends up <laughs> there. And then when I finally clean out my passenger seat, I'm like, oh, I have travel bugs here. I probably should move those along. Yeah, I, I know I have several that I have need to move on. And trying to find that right cache to move them along on because we all know they end up going missing. And yet some of us are the culprits for those going missing. <laughs> so... We're just we're we're just protecting them long term, right? The idea of this, yeah, the idea of this cash is is amazing. I love it so much. It reminds me, I had a cash out for a long time that actually had sticky notes in it, and people would would write their experience finding the cash, and all over the cash would be sticky notes. And I always That's found cool. it fun when I was I would go out there weekly to just check on it, and I'd read all the sticky notes and stuff, and it's really fun. I love. Uh, that idea. That's a great interaction, interactive cool. cache. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. all the, that's all the caches I brought. So these are my funny caches. Uh, there's a lot of, so I love to try and come up with new ideas all the time right. and um, try not to make anything that looks something or plays diff- the same way, some uh, the same way twice. And so one thing that uh, I've come to realize is there are categories or genres of gadget caches that I've created. You know, some of them can be nostalgia caches, which uh, use things like Legos or cereal boxes right. or just things that uh, we remember from our childhood uh, and um, that uh, mean a lot to some people who are older and that kind of thing. And so there, I also have caches that I don't plan on putting out, but I do bring to events and I call these vanity caches and mm-hmm. uh, simply because these are caches that are 
like carnival games or something a little bigger or something that would be a little harder to place. But I wanted to create one anyways. Um, so I do holiday caches. Those are always, tr those are really right. hard. And obviously there's uh, holiday caches. They're, they're the, such as uh, Pi Day and uh, uh, May the, May the 3rd. Okay. And uh, so there's always, uh, so there's a bunch of different types of caches I like to take, I like to make and uh, that are particular to certain times of the year or things that uh, just mean a lot to me uh, when I was younger. And right. so that's, that's another great source of inspiration for me. I always try to do a Christmas one or I'll try to do a Halloween one, that kind of thing. And so it's always a lot of fun. It's such a great outlet for me and creativity uh, because, you know, what I do is in, is, uh, in life as an engineer isn't as interesting as, as right. I'd like it to be. But this is a great outlet and it's something yeah. I really enjoy doing. Well, and I see Bell on the Moose says theme caches tend to get more favorite points as well. So that's that's there. Now, you did bring out, and I don't know if you wanted to show this. You do have a, since we get holiday coming up, we have Halloween. Yeah. You have one there kind of that you wanted. I, yeah, so this this is a proof of concept that I had. And so this is actually a birdhouse. Now, you can see that uh, it's it's just got a black background on the back. And so the trick I see is that there's can, plexiglass too you can, on it too. You can see my monitor, right? So there's plexiglass in there. It's just a regular birdhouse. So this is just kind of to prove out the concept to see if it would work. So I made a little flashlight. You can see it right there. And there's a little uh, plastic wedge on it. So it kind of looks like a flashlight uh, that's been turned on in some weird way. But what I wanted to do is could I make a flashlight cache? for a Halloween cache and have it work during the daytime. And this is how it works. So when you put it in, you can see the bats There's in the background. Yep. And the, you know, there, and so what I thought I would do is, is you have to count the number of bats and rats and pumpkins. And so by doing this, and this will actually come up through the bottom, uh, but this was just kind of a test to see if I can make it work. And it works great. You can see, uh, and so this is how that works. I think that's a pumpkin right there. And so I thought this would be a great idea. I, it, most of these things that I try, I have no idea if it's going to work or not. But I thought, it, you know, I'm going to do it anyways. And this actually turned out pretty neat. Yeah. Now is that on two sets of different plexi, or is that the the pinchers? Are they actually on the front plexi itself? So it's on the front plexi. So this is just wood in the back that's been painted black. Right. I'm using a special paint called Black 2.0. It's really black. It's, it, it, it almost has absolutely no reflection. Uh, and I, I think I got it off of Amazon, I think. Uh, but on the, oh, here we go. There you go. Okay, so it is a, it is a separate set of plexi on the inside. There yeah, there we go. Okay, so there, yeah, okay. So that way, uh, so that so I want to make sure that I, I kept the bugs out uh, when this actually becomes a uh, cache, and so I have this little brush here. It's just a section from the little brush they put under the door to keep uh, breezes from coming in, uh, but it's enough to get out of the way of the little plastic thing when you put it in like that. And so the trick is to count the number of each one of those things and get the combination, which is going to be just a small box that's going to be sitting in here with the with the padlock on it. So that's, that's how that really works. Cool. 
That's really cool. I like that. And I didn't know if you were going to have like, if it had two sets of plexi in there. And so the one would be, um, you could actually change it out if you wanted to. Yeah. You had, yeah. If you, had, you said bring out the plexi yeah. and have different things on it. Um, but you could have the plexi in between and it, where the, the flashlight goes in between there mm-hmm. would be behind that one. So you, you could always switch that one out and I have that front plexi on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think my biggest concern was that the tempera paint that I was, uh, I think it's acrylic, but it would get rubbed off uh, by putting uh, this the, the end, this plastic part in there. Uh, but it's actually done very well. I, I tried to intentionally, you know, rub those materials off uh, that I painted onto that uh, plexiglass and it stayed put. So, uh, and this is just cutting board uh, that I bought at, a, at <laughs> Dollar Tree, I think. Uh, I think right. that's all this is. And this is just a little flashlight. I got uh, a little LED flashlight that I got at a thrift store or something like that, a uh, 99 cent store, and just kind of put them together. And that's how that works. Does it light up if you turn the flashlight on, or is that you just use it white like that off? Oh, you just use it white like that. Just, that's just really kind of, cool. yeah, it's kind of weird, but it seems to work. I think people will be a little surprised. <laughs> I, I think that's really good. You say it needs a flashlight, and then flashlight provided, and yeah. it's there. Maybe I just think that's really cool. It's really simple. Um, just really takes that. Hey, count these objects to get to the combination, but it just adds that little bit of a twist to it. Cause at now first you'll look at it and going, what objects? It's just black. And they may break out, break out a UV light and trying to see what they can see. Um, what true, actually, yeah. I wonder what, and I don't know if you have one there on hand, but a, with a UV light, what would it do if you shine that into it with, with where it's there? I wonder if, cause I know it's black 2.0 or super black or whatever. I wonder how that would reflect or if you could see because the plexa may, may reflect, but those objects may not. So I wonder what that would do if that would work that way too. Yeah. I don't know. That That's a, that's something to try. Maybe that'll lead to a different cache. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, let's see. I'm just kind of looking through the chat real quick. <laughs> Bella says someone might have borrowed an extra can of yeah. stealth bomber black black yeah. from work. <laughs> no reflection on there. Uh, yeah, that so. paint's expensive. They did a, a pit, I think they yeah. painted a Tesla with that at one point. Did they? Oh, the, yeah, and it's supposed to absorb radar, right, or absorb mm-hmm. light. Oh yeah, like, yeah. They, general, they call right? it. They call it RAM, radar absorbing material, and yeah, uh, the spray coating you can put on. Yeah, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I oh. think I I saw something like that where you can shine a flashlight on it too, and it doesn't really reflect. So, um, anyways, it was something I read somewhere. But yeah, I think I think the uh, Vantablack that uses the nanotubes, the the carbon nanotubes, uh, and then but I think the Vantablack uses different sizes of particles and it uh, and apparently uh it obstructs the wavelength of some sort uh that causes hmm. the problem it's not just uh non-reflective it's it literally will cancel the light uh as it reflects and so i think that's really interesting yeah that's crazy that's that probably out of my budget for a cat <laughs> out of mine too sure. <laughs> <clears throat> that's just really cool i like that i like that idea um how that would work 
And like I said, I'm just curious if you actually shine an actual flashlight on that, what that would do with that plexi and the non-reflective paint. I don't know if you would be able to see it or not. That's just one of those. I'll have to try it. I'll let yes. you know. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any other ones that kind of you're trying to play with some ideas and maybe what we can help with the spin on or let me any of that? Here. Wow. Um, <laughs> I have so. I have some questions. I, you know, I've got some really hard caches. I mean, I think they would be very difficult. Uh, and they have multiple stages. Uh, I think they're pretty clever. And I, I kind of wonder if I should put them out or not, or have some kind of warning label <laughs> right. that, that keeps people from, I was like, okay, room of cats, two minutes, got it. Eh, it should be fun, you know, kind of thing. And so, I always wonder if I should place them in a different location and just say, okay, you've been warned if you want to attempt these. Um, and this came about when I, in California, uh, we had a really wonderful active geocaching group. And uh, they were so smart and so bright. Most of them worked in, uh, in aerospace. And uh, the things I, were, I was making was, I try to make kind of for the average person so that they can enjoy it. And I don't want them to walk away mad, but some of them were so easy for these people. They would solve them in, in minutes as opposed to 10 or 20 minutes. And they, so I started making really hard ones. And, um, but I was thinking I probably should not include those. Uh, I, I was just thinking, should I group them in a different place? Uh, or should I just mix them in with the rest of the caches? Mm -hmm. I was just kind of wondering if people would be what they thought of that. Should you think that just mixing them with other places or other caches I build? So I try to group all of them as close as possible so you can just kind of spend the day finding my caches. Or should I have a special place where they can go and spend the day on three or four caches kind of thing? I don't know. I like because I've done your trail that you started down in Texas and sorry for if you hear my dog in the background, but um, I really liked that. And I didn't finish it the first time I was there and went back through and finished up at least what you had there probably about five months ago, um, finished that up. And just, I actually liked that because it was a great area. Um, it has a great trails concrete. It was a paved trail. <clears throat> so we didn't have to do any really bushwhacking or anything like that. And I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I tried, I tried to take my best caches and make them small enough to fit into a, a birdhouse. Right. Uh, most, most of them were. And uh, I wanted them to be about two minutes because I wanted somebody to go down that trail. It's about a mile long of caches that they can find and solve within a couple of minutes. And so I think I achieved that pretty well. And uh, I think, uh, it, and it's been very popular. And so I, I have several more I need to uh, place on there. So it's probably gonna be more like two miles of, of gadget caches, but they're simple, they're fun, they're easy to follow. And that was my goal is just, if you're gonna walk down this trail along the, the river, uh, I want them to just enjoy the, the scenery, but also have something to do along the way. Right. And I'm seeing here, I'm looking at some of the chat. So Paul says, <clears throat> I like, <clears throat> excuse me. I like the idea of grouped group of gadgets with one hard one for every two relative easy ones. Uh, Killer B says, mix them up as long as the difficulty rating is accurate. Um, 
Mike says, I like my caches together in a few areas and cache with friends is found more often than, than a lone wolf. What are we saying, Chad? I'm uh, saying that the difficulty rating is a tough one. That's a completely different subject. It is, that is really difficult because, that, I mean, that's why we do beta testing because what we think is easy to, it's hard for us to rate our own caches mm-hmm. a lot of the times. So, and I did see a question in here um, and I saw some other answers in here. I wanted to get back to this one too. Um, I was talking about budget wise from Paul. He says, speaking of budget, what is the most you've spent building a cache? For me, it's probably between about 150 to 200 dollars, just because I was building with PVC board, and PVC board gets expensive pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so um, I think the sheet of PVC board was at least 80 dollars itself, and then you had to get some other stuff and different things for it. So that that's roughly probably about the most I've spent on a cache being built myself, um, Doug. Um, hmm. I built a Jurassic Park cache. Uh, I think I spent uh, about a hundred dollars on all the parts okay. kind of thing. I can show it to you if you want. If it, it'll take, I'll, I'll go get it. Okay. I'll be right back. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll jump to Chad because I know I've heard this answer before, and I want everybody to be prepared for this answer because <laughs> um, we we were on a, on a gadget uh, panel before, and this same question was asked. That's someone that's funny. This comes up all the time because when Chad Trakashius and I did the panel down at the 20th, the same question came up too. So, uh, way too much money. <clears throat> that's the answer. You're not gonna say it because it was just in the, the container about itself. a thousand, about a thousand, but um, <laughs> that's yes, <laughs> there's there's a lot to that. But that if I was to have to build that cash again, it would be a thousand dollars to do yeah. that. That's yeah, about what I've I didn't spend that much on it. But that's the amount of money that's in the the cash itself. If you were going to build, right? It. Because of the container that you had to use to the, the, the container by itself is like seven hundred and fifty dollars just for the container, right? So, but it's a specialty container. Um, luckily, for what I do for a living, I get them a little bit less expensive. Um, so uh, it, I didn't spend that much. Sorry. What? This is the part where Chad's wife comes in and <laughs> bounce bounces his head. <laughs> Whatever she she's learned to live with it. Uh, I got it uh, as Derek saw. I got another bamboo laps printer, and it was yeah, delivered. And she's got, like, she "Oh, did you get what printer did you get this time?" <laughs> That's all she's she's used to it. Yeah, you get to, we well, we were count we were counting before the show. There's six. You said six printers. Six filament printers and two resin. Yeah. <laughs> and he prints like crazy. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, you know, one thing we were talking about uh, on stuff to make while we're waiting for Doug, Um, you know, we were coming up with an idea actually for something I was, I saw the other day and I just made one to messing around and we were thinking either, uh, 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 what is that lens? A polarized lens would work, right. but, um, Anyways, I made one of these here. I take it off of the where my name is, um, and so this is a welder from from Aliens, and so um, I saw this and I wanted to print it. I thought it was fun, but up here you could do a uh, you could put an LED in here, either a black light one, uh, if you want a regular white one, and then in here you could put a polarized lens so you could actually only see something when you're going 
<clears throat> when you're using the uh, or looking through the glass. So I thought that should be kind of fun for a cache um, there. But if you have any ideas, let us know. Um, I'd love to hear some good ideas for this cache. I thought about doing some welds. So it's a welder. Um, I thought about doing some welds around a container and the code, maybe the lockbox code would be on those welds. And you'd actually have to take this down the weld like you're welding it and you would see either some code, some letters or numbers or something. That's really cool. I like that idea. Um, and to answer Pizza Ninja's question here, did Doug drive out to do some cash maintenance to get the cash? No, he's actually back, he's back on, on. Us, back in there. But a lot, what a lot of people don't realize is that when Doug builds caches, he just doesn't make one of them. He makes yeah. multiple so that he can go back and do, uh, if he has to do cash maintenance, he just replaces the cash itself. So, all right, Doug, I got you back on now. Okay, so this is this is my Jurassic Park uh, cash, and so this, <laughs> so there's 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 I see four, the Barbasol container, Chad. <laughs> right, so there's there's your Barbasol. So this has a, a Dino DNA. So the the trick to this one is you've got your you have to get to the front. So you've got to drive this Jeep. Or basically, it starts over here. So it starts there and you have to solve these four puzzles here. So one is you've got your dino DNA right here. So if any of you remember Jurassic Park, yep. you have to solve the puzzle, match these with the slides in there in order to get the code. And there's gonna be four barriers on this side you have to get rid of. This one, you have to flip the switches until each of these read 100 volts to disengage the, or to turn the power on to the radio center, I think. And then this one here is you have to follow the wires to get the numbers, the code, right? Oh, wow. so A, B, C, D, all the, down, all the way down. And then finally, you've got your, your radio uh, room. So it's gonna give you a, uh, let's see, it's gonna give you a Morse code uh code and you have to decode what it is but there's a lot of dials on here lots of noises and everything until you finally figure out how to turn it on you can radio for help and then get to the helipad over here and you can get your cash out of the hole there so that's what this one this one cost me about a hundred dollars uh in parts and everything so yeah that's about my that's most not bad for what you have there though no it's not bad at all that's it's really impressive i love that that's that's really, really cool. And did you just, and I was mentioning when you were jumping on here, you usually build multiples of these. How many of those do you, did you build? I've got two of these so far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I always try to build two. So in case one gets broken, I can replace it quickly and I don't have to, uh, you know, it, there's going to be very little downtime. And also if, uh, if uh, it goes missing, I don't feel quite as bad because I already have one to replace it. And then I have a little bit of time to work on coming up with a third one. Uh, so I'll always have two. And so that's the, that, that always helps, you know, to, to kind of make sure that the cash is always available. Right. And of course, if you're doing the second one and you realize which you did something different on the first one, you can always tweak it just a little bit, and maybe even make it a little bit better. And I like your paint job that you have it on the outside of that too. That's really cool. Yeah. The second one always comes out better for sure. <laughs> the first they one always kind of, yeah. <laughs> you learn from your first one and then you make the second one and then every time you make a new one, it'd probably be better. Yeah. So the pizza says it would be awesome if after you solved that 
an animatronic T-Rex starts coming at you through the woods. Now, Chad and I have done an escape room very similar to that. Mm. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you need to make for sure you find a secure place for that one. Right, right. And yeah, so and here's a question from Scott. Uh, what percentage of your cat gadget caches go missing, Doug? Very few, amazingly. <laughs> so I try to hide them in ways that it looks like it belongs or disguise them under fake rocks or fake stumps. I've got one stump now that's about three foot tall that, that I used to. I got this really large, uh, I, if you've seen uh, my circular maze like this or a cylindrical maze, it's similar to this one uh, that I'm using to to hide it. So it looks like it belongs in that in the way I've disguised it. And so um, or I've have something that looks like like a third part that looks like the other two parts that uh, which is actually a cache. And so right. I always try to hide things so that and that's the fun part of it is trying to come up with ways of of hiding the cache as well. Right. And I think that kind of answers uh, Killer B's question right here where it says placement. Where do you put these that they don't get muggled? And like you were saying, behind fake rocks. I mean, I know on the trail down in Texas, there's a bunch of birdhouses along that trail anyway. So putting another birdhouse in between them was nothing. And I think you have one that's under a fake rock out there too. Yep. So, um, and that fake rock, and you were telling us in, in previous episodes where you've had people that have were standing on your fake rock. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so I had a cache out in the desert in California, and there was a homeless, a group of homeless people, and I have a picture of one of them sitting on the rock, uh, and <laughs> and the whole time I was there. So there was this is like it, they were there for several months, and, uh, <laughs> and the whole time they never discovered uh, the cache. Another thing is I'll have big rocks uh, in in parks and stuff like that with permission, and uh, the lawn crew will go and clean and uh, you know. Uh, do the lawn work around it, uh, they, they never find out. So the trick is, uh, I, and the way I make the rocks is I'll take molds off of actual rocks uh, that, that have the kind of the shape that I needed to to hide uh, squarish looking containers and that kind of thing. And so I try to make those as, as indigenous as possible and try to paint them the colors of uh, the other rocks that are in that area. And so right. that's how I do it. So. Believe it or not, only about maybe 10% of my caches have ever gone missing, which is shocking to me because to me, it seems like, you know, why would that rock be in the middle of nowhere? But people, I guess if people notice things that don't seem to belong and then they go investigate. So that seems to work the best is just to, to make it something that looks like it belongs. Right, right. Hidden plain sight is the best way. And I know you were talking about this in one of when we did a one where you talked about how you make your fake rocks and all that. That a lot of times you'll put them outside and let them get weathered before you ever hide them too. Put, actually put them in place. So that's just it's amazing what how that how that works. Uh, I'll I'll paint it and it looks off. It looks really obvious that there's I've painted it. And but when it sits out there for a while, dust collects on it, rain gets on it, uh, you know birds do their business on it and that kind of thing and then amazingly amazingly it it looks almost like a regular rock in fact there's a story of uh, i i placed a cache out in the desert and i recorded the wrong coordinate so i was off by one number i went back out there to find it and it wasn't there and i knew i'd put it there and i knew <laughs> i'd recorded it and 
it's like, okay, what are the odds that I got both the West and the North wrong? Well, probably I just got one of them wrong. And so it's like, okay, all right. So I ended up with, got a couple of friends out there and we walked a grid essentially. So, so, <laughs> so we ended up shifting everything over by about, I don't know, a hundred feet and we eventually found it, but we were literally standing right on top of it because the rock was, had sat there for long enough that it acclimated. I don't know why it does that. It just magically looks like it belongs. And we were literally just standing right in front of it going, is that the rock? Could be the rock. <laughs> oh, what do you know? There it is. So we finally found <laughs> it after about a month of losing it. Right. And that, and that, that's, that's really cool. And then Diana asks, uh, what type of glue do you use? Because Gorilla Glue sucks. And maybe that's something that we could dive into sometime, Chad, on different glues, mm -hmm. what we've, we talk about. I know we talk about using glue as a kind of holding in place. So then we add a mechanical wave to it, like a nail or a staple or something too. Yeah. I like both the mechanical, um, you know, as well as a glue to fasten stuff together. So you have one that backs the other one up, but yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're, what you're uh, trying to glue. Uh, if it's plastic, E6000 is one of the best out there that I've found. Um, I think I have a tube of it somewhere here. Well, of course, Might, if you use it, if actually a lot of times with plastic or even with acrylic, I like yeah. that the weld on. Yeah, is so depending on what you're putting together, um, that it just depends. Um, so like my 3D prints, uh, I've been... E, the E6000 is probably one of the better ones that I've used, and it dries fairly quick. Um, you could use super glue if you need to. It just depends on what you're putting together and the material. Right. Uh, Bill Moose says he uses marine goop. Marine goop, yeah. Good stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there. You know, um, I just know what I have luck with and what I don't. Right. Right. So, hey, Chad, I see that you popped something up in the screen below. Oh, I was going to bring up to Doug. Sorry, I like listening to you. I'm just sitting back here listening. <laughs> That's all I like to do. Um, uh, so on your dinosaur one, your Barbersol, um, are you using um, the uh, the codes in here? Uh, I don't know if that will show uh, yeah, the, the DNA thing there for your code. I want to put a Jurassic one out. I've started making one and then you know, the puzzles and stuff. I'm not a great puzzle person. Um, so I was wondering, are you using um, uh, some kind of math on that to figure out that code from your DNA? So what I did is there's a number on every single vial here. Okay. Let's see if I can remember it. This is funny. I keep forgetting how to play my own gadget <laughs> caches. So there's a, there's a number on every vial and every vial has a uh, some stripes on it on the inside and they're all unique and so what you have to do is you have to figure out i'm i give them a dinosaur and i also say it's a splice between an iguana and a, a t-rex for example and so they have to find the iguana uh and if you add the two together and it okay, comes so out to be your DNA strips. Okay. Right. And so you've got your DNA slide and you've got your vial of DNA. And when you come together and it creates a T-Rex, then you know that's the number to 
the combination, one of the numbers. So that's how that works. Okay. Okay. You have to put the slides uh, and the vials together. I was wondering, I might have to get together with you and think about one that we could do together um, for that. Cause I really like that idea. And I, I didn't think about the slides like that. That is pretty cool. Um, I was what Derek's talking about and you can share that Derek, or do I need to share that? Okay, I got it. Um, is I looked at ordering some of these the other day. Uh, and these are, these are also, these are from the engine uh, company. Um, not really, but they're just props, but these have the stegosaurus. They have all the different DNAs. And I thought about having something on these vials where you got to figure out what it is. Um, even, I even thought about doing an RFID tag that you have to put it somewhere for it to read that vial. Or you could um, put it in the, they, they'd have to have a, uh, a barcode reader too. You could do that. Yeah. I, I don't know how to program one, but that's a good idea. You can, it's probably not that hard. Um, hmm. You can do it with QR code. You can use QR yeah. code. QR code. That would be really simple. See, that's why we do this podcast is to get good ideas. Um, so I saw these the other day and I liked it better than this, than this uh, Barbasol container. And I thought it'd be cool, but I really like your slides. And it's kind of funny. A couple weeks ago when we were in Vegas, we actually did the uh, I, uh, NCIS thing where you actually went and did figured out how to do fingerprints and do the slides for DNA and, and all that stuff. And I thought about trying to incorporate some of that stuff into it. And so seeing the way you did your slides is pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. You can do it for the uh, pantless thunder goose. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I have a great idea for that cash too, but uh, I'll have to work on it and get Doug's approval. Yeah. There's <laughs> one thing I've always wanted to do is a Marvel comics, uh, a gadget cash. And uh, I, I haven't come up with a good one. Um, uh, but if anybody has any ideas, uh, please share. Chad's got a great one. <laughs> yeah. There's in Jeopardy up there. Up there yep. so. Oh, yeah. That, I've seen that one. Yeah. That one does good. Um, that one does really good. These, uh, once uh, someone in there mentioned uh, about uh, the UV reactive liquid. Uh, this actually is, I'm trying to think where my UV pen is or UV light. Usually have it right there. It's, yeah, let's let's move the uh, pit droid to the side. I have two. We got a battle droid in the background, and and there's a new one coming together back there. It looks like an IG eleven. IG eleven, yeah, yeah. He's seven foot tall. He's almost done. In fact, my printer stopped printing uh, just a minute ago, so I'm like, oh, switch it out. Um, he'll be done probably by tomorrow morning. But uh, or as far as prints go, uh, anyway. Uh, I don't know if I have any batteries in this UV, but anyways, the uh, liquid inside these containers is a is a uh, UV reactive yeah. container, but these are all one color. Um, I like his idea of having the different colors that is cool. on there. And in, in fact, I got some great ideas too. Um, we should did this with Doug when we were there. It's actually that Jurassic Park escape room in Memphis was amazing. Yeah, yeah that was the lovely. best I've ever done. And yeah. uh, that gave me a lot of really good ideas. Okay. Well, I have to compare some notes because uh, uh, I talked to one of the designers on that, and uh, he, he had some really good stuff. That <laughs> yeah, he was on last week. He weekend. talked to Shannon, huh? Last show. <laughs> he talked to Shannon. Yeah, he one of our one of our really good friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he's not in the chat tonight. He usually is. Yeah. So, anyway, some really good ideas, some different ideas. So, I'll get together with you. We'll go over something. Maybe we'll build it on the show. Put it in a cool container. So, like it. <laughs> I just want to thank. We've gone 
for our hour tonight. So I just want to thank everybody that's been in the chat room. Doug, I thank you for coming on with us. We've been kind of looking forward to this. We've been trying to trying to set this up and just things have been kind of crazy going on. I've really been looking forward to getting you on and seeing some of these caches and really talking these ideas out. L love having you on. I think you've been on, I don't know. I go back on the shows. This is like the third or fourth time. I think we've had you on. So just really, really appreciate it. Um, and like I said, if you want to be on the show, and I know we've mentioned it to Paul earlier, and if you have an idea or you, you're playing with an idea and you want some ideas, uh, some uses as uh, sounding boards and trying to figure out if this is a good way to do it or have any questions, go ahead and give us, send us an email at gadgettalkpodcast.gmail.com and you see that underneath Chad's name, or you can always send us a message on Instagram at gadgettalkpodcast, which is under my name. So you can just contact us one of those two ways. And we'd really love to have you on here uh, to kind of share your ideas and maybe just kind of come up with some different ways and with the chat room and then chatting on here as well, kind of helping you out with that would really be a lot of fun. And we love seeing new ideas and seeing what we can do because we want to see these caches out in the wild um, and just kind of sharing these ideas as gadget builders. It's just a lot of fun. So I just want, once again, Doug, thanks for coming on with us tonight. I really appreciate it and uh, stick around. We're going to talk a little bit more afterwards. Uh, we might share some more ideas and who knows, this may turn into another show later on down the road too. <laughs> so, but thanks everybody for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button and we will see you next time on gadget talk, which is the second weekend, second Sunday of the month coming up. So uh, next week, I think it's the first weekend of the month. So that'll be um, challenge talk. And then we'll be the following weekend after that. So, all right, everybody, have a great week, and we will see you next time. All right. Good night, everybody.